0: Welcome to Embracing Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ava Sparks. Thank you for joining us. I pray that something shared blesses you and encourages you in your walk with Christ. Join me as I speak with this week's guest. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Embracing Abundant Life. I'm your host, Dr. Ava Sparks, and today I have with me Lacey Walker, and we're going to be talking about household finances. How are you doing today, Lacey?
1: I'm doing great. It's beautiful outside, and it is Friday.
0: Yes, yes. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about household finances because a lot of us have even if we're doing it halfway right, we always have questions about what's the, a better way of managing our money. And I just want to talk to you about it. But before we go into it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing and, and who you are? Sure.
1: So I'm Lacey Walker, as Avis said. Um, I'm from Mississippi, but I'm currently in Houston, Texas, and I am in oil and gas. I'm an accountant in oil and gas industry. I have two children, two little boys. One is five, the other one is two. So my life is very fulfilled, <laughs> <laughs> very busy. And my husband, Mel Maya Walker. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. And I'm, I'm pretty much, and I will definitely say, aside from my career, I am an entrepreneur at heart. So,
0: yes. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, talk to you about it because you're not just managing your money for your home but you're trying to utilize it to actually just build upon yourself as like an entrepreneur and different other ventures and i just wanted to talk to someone who's kind of has their hands in a lot of different pots to see how that looks financially and when we talk about household a lot of times it comes to budget so what actually is a budget
1: so a budget is taking all of your expenditures right all of your expenses and you're going to net it from all of your gains. So, you know, make it real simple. You're, you are netting it from the money that you receive. And okay. you probably want to do this on a monthly basis to make sure that you're not constantly going into the negative. You're not overspending. So you want to have an eye on those things that are necessities and those things that are just more frivolous in their wants.
0: Okay, so a budget is not something you plan... And then you just use it for the next five years. You actually are supposed to go back and um, restructure it on, on, you said on a monthly basis? You can. You can totally
1: restructure it on a monthly basis. And the, the thing about a budget is you can keep it however you want. You can have multiple budgets. You can have only one budget. Uh, For me, we have, and I actually just did this. It was my first time doing one, and I'm not even completely done with it, but I've used a zero-cent budget.
0: Okay, what is
1: that? A zero-cent budget, I wanted to know where every single cent was going from my paycheck. Okay. Okay. After paying all of the bills, the mortgage, the utilities, buying food, you know, typically we say, oh, well, I have X amount of dollars left over. This is mm-hmm. great. So what am I going to do with this X amount of dollars? Instead of just knowing that you have X amount of dollars left, how about you go ahead and budget for those X amount of dollars?
0: Okay. And it doesn't
1: have to be stressful. You know, those that budget amount can be, I want to throw some over here because we have a trip coming up. Okay. I want to throw some over here because we want to make sure we're, we're saving for our kids' uh, school, their college. And I want to put a little bit over here for just in case measures for the car or another one for just in case measures for the house. So you oh, okay. get to break it up, but you you've really looked at and analyzed every cent that you have. Because in the past I've definitely said, oh, okay, great. You know, okay. we have X amount of dollars left over. So we're not overspending, we're good. But then that x amount of dollars becomes what you know i'm a big eater
0: <laughs> so i go love, towards the eating <laughs> budget <bite. laughs>
1: i'm gonna do whatever i want i love wine i'm gonna buy whatever type of wines i want but to put it in perspective of being just very conscious of what am i doing with every single dollar oh, okay you know so uh, for me i've definitely taken on like let's try a zero cent budget and you can do that from a month- to-month basis or you can say okay Let's do it quarterly. Oh, a month to month That's, that's that is uh, very demanding. <laughs>
0: okay. So, what do you do? You actually use a particular program or or something to actually get your budget together, or you just kind of write it down, or how do you I, go about keeping up with those numbers?
1: I I usually use spreadsheets. Okay. Or I'll write it down. It can be something I'm doing just lying down in bed, um, watching TV or whatever on my little breaks. So I'm probably writing it down and I'll transfer it into a spreadsheet. Okay. Me personally, I do spreadsheets just because that's what I'm used to. I use it all the time for work. So it's just easier for me to pop things into a spreadsheet and put, put formulas on it or, you know, just add it up. But there are totally multiple um, websites out there. that are available to where you can, you can even have it extract all
0: of your bank accounts. Okay. You can you know? just kind of link them to your bank accounts and what's coming yeah. in and what's coming out. Okay. Exactly. You can do that. And then you can start doing budgets from there.
1: I'm actually a my bank Wells Fargo has it where you can create a budget within you know within that Wells okay Fargo portal so just check with your bank even if you just want to start somewhere but I'm a pen to paper type of person and then I'll probably just put it in into the spreadsheet because I will eventually lose that piece of paper.
0: (laughs) Yes that's me I I write a lot of things down but if I don't actually get it into the computer somewhere it's like it it can't be lost unless I eventually find it or if I haven't thrown it away. Uh, So when we talk you were talking about budgeting for certain things and we we discussed you discussed mortgage and schooling and all that when we're looking at all the different things, the expenditures, the things that go out, how should we portion it? You know, you said we have a certain amount coming in. So how much should go toward our mortgage or how much should go towards, I mean, I know everybody is different, but overall, like average, what portion should go towards mortgage? What should go towards um, schooling? Just so we're not either overspending or stressing ourselves out, you know, at the end of it all.
1: So... I am definitely not one of those people who okay. would stick to the, um, the set average parameters. Right.
0: Okay.
1: I, I encourage people to look at your lifestyle. Okay. Look at your lifestyle. And even if your lifestyle isn't what you want it to be right now, and you know, you could probably be better. Okay. Kind of envision what that better might be. Or if it's really great. Okay. How could you scale back? You know, like I said, my thing, I love food and I love wine. I don't really buy clothes. I don't really buy jewelry, but those are my things. But I definitely know like, okay, I can buy now more pricier bottles of wine, mm-hmm. but do I need all that wine? No, I'm working yeah. out, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to eat better and trying to feel better. So I don't, so I know I can scale back there. So just kind of tackling the, um, the biggest part, right? Your mortgage and your rent.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Be very honest with yourself when it comes down to that. Okay. So I would say take a snapshot of where you are right now. Okay. And Take a snapshot of where you are right now. How much are you putting towards your mortgage and rent? How much are you putting into groceries? Um, how much are, and let me say this, because okay. I've said it many times, I'm a big eater. My family, is a we're big eaters.
0: Oh, okay. Even
1: if we're not going out to eat. We spend quite a bit of money in the grocery store. Okay. When I look at that, it's just like, man, we spend so much money on groceries and we actually use these groceries. And a lot of our things are pantry staples. It's just now becoming, okay, well, how can I recreate some type of meal with this? You know, instead of having the same exact meal every time, how can I probably change up one ingredient that could save me my $50 going out and Mm -hmm. now I've created that $50 meal. And it only took me $5 to feed my family of four.
0: Okay, So take a
1: snapshot of where you are right now. And um, so from a mortgage perspective, like how much are you willing to spend on your mortgage? Mm -hmm. And no, you do not want to spend majority of your check on your mortgage, right? Okay, you want to be able to be comfortable, you want to be able to have your mortgage, make sure you can still buy food. Um, You don't want to be eating probably peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time. Nothing wrong
2: with it. That's (laughs) your thing.
1: (laughs) But you probably want to have some more variety. So I think really being honest and having that snapshot and saying, okay, where can I make these tweets? For me, when it comes down to a mortgage, I have an idea of an amount in mind that I want to spend Mm -hmm. based off of... um, where, where we currently were, right, with my snapshot and say, okay, well, we can actually go up maybe another $600. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is when I was in an apartment.
2: Let's you just say know, that apartment
1: yeah. rent was, I don't know, $1,100. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. we can stand to go up $600. So I can get a mortgage just about $1,700. Mm-hmm. I knew I could have a mortgage at $1,700 and still maintain the lifestyle that I wanted.
2: It's your so I worked
1: backwards into, well, how much of a house is that? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. working into how much of a house is that? You need to understand your your principal and interest. You need to understand the taxes. You need to understand um, like the mortgage insurance and your interest rate and stuff. So I like to work backwards. I, I and I think that's it's, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's and, and like you said it's effective, you know, because at least you you starting up with what you have and not what you not starting with what you want. And then trying to work your way to that, you start on what you have and then work your way to the possibilities. Exactly. Start with what you have. So in, at least in that way, you know, you're not starting off at a place of over um, exactly. and, and stressing yourself out. So what I'm taking from you is when we look at our budget and we're saying what should go, it's not it's not real. You should, we shouldn't be necessarily legalistic about it, or no, nor should we try to tailor our particular household to somebody else's. We have to see ourselves, what's important to us, and then look at it from that standpoint. But we should look at it. <laughs> we should exactly. we should look at it and say, what is going towards mortgage? What is going towards food? And then say, are we okay with that? Are we comfortable with the status as it is? Or do we need to make some adjustments um, for that next month or for that next quarter? Um, and so I, I appreciate that because I know sometimes we can get pretty... We want to get textbook about things because we want it to work. So we say, if I do A, B, C, D, then I'm going to get the results I want. But not necessarily with finances, does it all always work that way? Because you said we have a such variety of our desires that factor mm-hmm. in when it comes to that. Um, so you say you work in the uh, financial world. So do you, other than spreadsheets, do you like take or borrow anything from that when it comes to your household? like little um, things about the financial world? Uh, Let me think. So I am an accountant.
1: I I particularly work with revenue. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm starting to just now (laughs) realize more and more like, man, it really really makes sense to make sure our books are clean, right? For my Mm -hmm. company, our books need to be clean. We need to know what these amounts are. Okay. So just taking that and saying, like I mentioned earlier, I'm doing a zero cent budget. You leave nothing out there to be um, just wondered about. Like, oh, okay. I know what that is. So just really becoming, for me, a little bit more meticulous Okay. And my budget and understanding it, especially because I, I'm very um, goal oriented. I'm driven to, to do a few different things. So in order for me to do that, I also understand that there's some sacrifices that I need to make. So let me probably find some of those sacrifices and things that, like I mentioned earlier, just frivolous. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's just making sure that my books are clean and having an idea. I think so often we just go on about our lives, right? And Mm -hmm. the reason we're probably having this conversation, we go on about our lives, like I'm taking care of all of my necessities. So Mm -hmm. what's the big deal? But yeah. just to think about it, what if you looked at your spending over the last, let's just call it a year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: over the last year, and you say, "Man, all of this money that I spent over here for just nonsense, I could have done something else with it. Whether mm-hmm. it be, I just save it for, you know, retirement. I put it into my retirement account, or I save it for my kids." Um, And let's kind of get into just saving for the unexpected, right? Yes. Um, You know, and and that's a really big thing that I think, um, and I'll say this, our white counterparts are typically the ones that will have those finances. If something were to happen, you have six months worth of savings to give you mm back. That's a lot. You know, that can be a lot depending on a, a person's, uh, income, situation yeah. and their income, mm-hmm. like six months. I'll be the first to say, I don't have six months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Lord, help me
0: to get past two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it, even it, like you're saying is it, it's good. If, you know, if you have that extra to set yourself up, that if something did drastic did happen, you have that fallback money to help you through those months, but okay. So our income is not set up to have six months worth. Put aside, but can we work towards a week worth, you know? And then, as, as time passes, work towards two weeks, and it, we get to the place where we're not just say, "I can't do any," you know. We don't do since we can't do that six months, we don't do anything. Work with what we do have, you know. I can't do that two months, but let's work with that month, and we we are able to find that money by actually taking the time and look back and see what are we spending it on. All these. And I think when we come to budget, like you said, as long as we're doing okay, we don't really worry about where the 50 cent and then that 50 cent adds up to $5. You know, we don't worry about where the little money comes as long as it doesn't have like a $100 on it. But th- a lot of those 50, you know, $25, $30 can add up over the course of months. And um, and it can make a difference. Like you said, towards, okay, I want a vacation. Even if it's something like that, it can add right. up. So. That's that's, that's a, an important takeaway. And when we talk about, we talk, you, you said something about white counterparts. It was a study done that said, um, basically the way we the, our our mentality towards money or the way we handle money, our habits toward money are actually established by the age of seven. And it's like, okay, you, you, you hear that and you say, okay, what do I need to be teaching my kids? One thing, if you're a parent. And the other thing is like, what did I actually learn by that time and um so what do you think can be some of the holdups about you know as we grow up we saw how our parents manage money or our our people in our community manage money how do you think that impacts how we actually handle our household finances
1: oh i think it makes a great impact and just Now, I'm going to have to go find some studies because I've been talking about how can we impact children and Mm -hmm. what is that critical age that they need need to be impacted by, Mm -hmm. right? So I definitely think that my son is five and we're already talking about money. Like he's learning about money right now. Mm -hmm. He's learning about you know, just what a, what the coins are, what are the amounts, the the currency of the coins, and mm-hmm. you know the deals. But not only that, he's learning like, okay, this costs money.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: just from the the perspective of when you decide to tear this toy up, <laughs> yeah, <it's,
2: definitely>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, this, is, this costs money. This doesn't just you know you you see that mommy and daddy brings it home, but here's the here's what happens. Mommy mm-hmm. and daddy go to work every day.
2: We get yes. a paycheck.
1: You know, and then we go out and reward you with a toy. Mm -hmm. So we are definitely having those conversations. And it's not just about, okay, when you break something, right? It is Mm -hmm. definitely just a conversation of what is money? How does it work?
0: And And find value to it. it? It's not just,
1: yeah. I am deeply into investments. So I look at charts a lot for trading purposes and even in that, I have my five-year-old looking at charts.
0: Oh, okay. So he doesn't
1: understand the monetary value yet, right? He doesn't mm. understand that This is $100 when he hits this, this, is $105. But just to be able to read charts and to start at that age of five, to start mm. to understand like, okay, this is something that my mom does. He calls it the business store. This <laughs> means something. It's worked for her. And as he continues to mature, we'll start to get into now, what does this really mean? And mm-hmm. hey, I want you to learn this. I want you to learn how valuable this is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then just putting that, va- like, what do we put value on, yeah. value on as parents? Because mm-hmm. they're going to pick up what we have, right? What we, yeah. we put values on. We don't really put values on. Clothes and, shoes. <laughs> 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 clothes and shoes you know we like for them to look cute or whatever but you know my my kids are probably going to have two pairs of shoes that they can wear at any point in time because mm-hmm. they're so rough first of all yeah. and then their kids they're growing all the time but there was a time where my oldest he was like oh I like those shoes I like those shoes I think he was like two or three years old yeah. and I started to see how attached he he was to shoes because mm-hmm. I was attached to shoes. like I was in the oh, st- okay. talking about these shoes are so cute for you and blah blah blah. And he started to become attached. And I was like, okay, I don't want him growing up being attached to I need to have all of these nice pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. So I think so often in our communities, like we become attached to the wrong things.
0: Yes, yes, you know,
1: so you just need to make sure the the values are in place there and be really cognizant of the fact that our kids are mimicking us. They're picking up on it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think, what are some things that we can do? Like I've mentioned, just start talking about money. Mm -hmm. Some families probably just say, well, I don't want my kids to know anything about money. This is really stay in the kids' place. You don't Mm -hmm. have to really know about this yet. And they can still stay in the kids' place, but also start to understand what money is and how it works, how valuable it is. And what do you do with it? You don't have to spend every single cent.
0: Yeah. And like say, when we say we're we're teaching people, teaching our kids about money, teaching children about, it's not saying, okay, we have to say, okay, this is how much money mommy and daddy brings. Okay. If you don't want to know how much you bring in, don't show them that, but at least show them the value of a dollar. And the same article that I was, I was reading, they, they were saying that sometimes we act as if money principles are different than any other principles, but they're not, they're just like learning how to be kind. It's just like Mm -hmm. teaching your child how to be loving, how to be forgiving. Is this a principle of life? And it should be something that's taught at a younger age so that they can develop it. Not to say just as some people might not have been so loving or kind as kids, not to say that they can't learn to be loving and kind later. It's just a, a harder learning curve and so right. it's important to just begin to instill some so, some of those principles in them now so that they can build upon them rather than struggling to get some of the basics that other people may already have um when it comes to finances so it's like let's not make money we always try to separate money from everything else rather than invite it into the conversation with everything not to say we, we hold it dear <laughs> because it, you know, it says money answers all things, but, oh, uh, that's the word of God does, but it's not that we're supposed to put it above everything or make it something special. We just see the value in it. And so right. we see the value in it. So we teach the value of it. Um, so I, I'll say, I appreciate, um, and I know I need to do better about that. Actually teaching my kids, you know, I, I, I'm like you about those toys. It was like, well, if I break it, you can just buy me a new one. No, sir. I'm not buying you a new You need to learn how to respect what you yeah. have. If you can't respect it, then we don't need to spend money on another one, you know? So, but I do need to actually sit down and be like, okay, this is, you know, the dollar and this is how much, you know, converting and like I said, currency, just get the basics instilled in them. Because I know as a kid, I loved money. <laughs> 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 I loved, I loved to collect it, you know, and not that I say I really knew all the things about it, but it was like, I knew it was something that you supposed to, um, you know, keep, you know, and say, I would say I was a good saver. Unlike my sisters, they were like spend it. And just a, a, a short uh, story. Um, my dad was trying to teach us about finances. We are like in middle school. And so he opened up us all a bank account and he put like $25 in it. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot, just $25. We we're in middle school. And then every week he would add money to it just to show us that. But my sister, so it came with a debit card. And so every time we would go to the store, they were like every single, every single time they were overdraft, overdraft, overdraft. Me, I'm trying, I'm keeping track of what I'm spending, right? Them, it's like I got a card, I'll swipe it, I move on. And so it got so bad my dad had to keep paying these overdraft free. Um, sorry, overdraft fees that he just closed the bank accounts like y'all just ain't got the concept like, <laughs> i'm y'all you know i'm spending this money over these overdraft fees so but for me it was like i i you know i would keep tally of everything so i didn't never do the overdraft but then they were just swiping that card and so it's like <laughs> Uh, And, but that's, I mean, that's the thing about life. It's like, if you don't understand, like the penalties, cause my dad was taking care of the penalties, right? They didn't get hurt with the penalties, but if it was like, okay, well, you don't get, you know, if you took it further, it was like, well, you don't get money this month because you have to cover that overdraft fee. Then it probably would have stuck a little bit more as it was a full of money. Yeah. Yeah yeah so it's just giving it okay. and it sounds so mean
1: right that only yeah <laughs> you
0: have to learn yeah well, it's all my money anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm giving my money away so you can learn mm. but I I definitely I like that idea actually Avis I think I'm going to pocket that one <laughs> I want like. to do with Noah as he continues to um mature especially with the investment part like I I want him, both of my sons, I want them to know and to understand the investment world. But instead of me giving them like allowances at a certain age, I want you to come in and I want you to look at these charts and I want you to make
0: a trade.
2: Mm-hmm. You will get
1: your
0: allowance off of this trade.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, time give time. Them like a, you give them investment capital and yeah. then they, they make their own. Yeah, they- make it and because
1: it's, it's twofold. Like you will know from here on out mm-hmm. how powerful this is. And how you can it can set you up for success. Whether it's you want to start your own business, you don't want to work for somebody, you just want to have something on the side. You can just use the investments if you you know say you wanted to travel, you just want to have it as your your vacation account or something. But you understand how important it is, and you're seeing it right now at the age of ten and eleven. Like, and this is how it works. And yes, you can withdraw that, and you can Mm -hmm. use that. You made that, and you now you have the you're working for. It's just not being given. It's something that you're doing to also work forward.
0: And so. you, you, you spoke of, of investments a few times. And I honestly, the investment part, I've always been kind of anxious about investing because it's always that possibility of loss. And when it comes to household income, how should we see investments when it comes to our household income so. or approach them? I mean, I use the word investments because I'm I'm talking about the stock
1: market. But you can do investments into anything, right? Okay. Let's just say you decide you wanted to um, you want to have a small stake in a business, okay. and you're collecting royalties. Like that's an investment that you made. So investments can be very broad.
0: Okay.
2: And
1: I particularly like the stock market and and trading um, options and futures and things like that, but. I am a very big proponent <laughs> and I and I'm probably very biased here because let's be honest here, you know, I'm sure everyone pretty much knows what
0: happened with GameStop a okay. few
2: weeks ago. GameStop well, went
0: from, well, without, yeah, just let, explain it a little bit. Um, okay. There I will. So GameStop went
1: from like a $12 stock to, because there were these group of people in the Reddit group to what? $300. Okay. Saying, okay, everybody, we're not going to let GameStop crash. We're not going to let it crash. So let's just go and buy, 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 buy. So you went from here on the chart, here, (laughs) up to here. Yeah. And so now the stock is worth $300. Yes, it did come back down. And, you know, it came back down because that was just based on hype. But to understand, like, that is a very, that's a rare situation, Mm -hmm. But there's so many stocks out there that you can actually do this on from a consistent basis. Whether it's you want to do a day trade, you want to swing trade, which is something less than a year, or you just want to have long-term investments. Mm -hmm. Like seven years ago, I bought stock in Netflix and Apple. I still have it. Mm -hmm. So if I ever needed it, or if I just say, you know, I want to go ahead and liquidate that and I'm going to put this money over into something else. I want to take a vacation with it. You know, I took, I wanted maybe a hundred dollars or something, you know, <laughs> it was something so small at that time that I had to the side to say, let me put this in and invest it. Um, and yes, you can take a loss on it, but just like anything else, right? You just have to become educated about it. You don't go into anything blindfolded and say, I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that this will work. Well, that's not how, that's not how things work here, except for- um, what is it when you play the numbers? I it was it the lottery. There? Yeah, The lottery, right. That, that's the lottery. Mm-hmm. You want to go into these situations with an educated um, educated guess, an educated idea, whether it's you're going to just do long-term stocks, or you want to do some type of trading, you want to get into real estate.
2: Mm-hmm. Real
1: estate is something else that I've done. You know, we flipped a house last year, year before last. We're living in a house now. <laughs> but... <laughs> We flipped a house. That was a really big investment for us, Mm -hmm. and being able to have some things already set aside to say, "Okay, here's what we want to do." Having your credit intact, Mm -hmm. credit is really big. I know that this conversation isn't about credit, but having credit discussed it—it really makes a big deal. And that's one of those things as well that people just don't want to look at Mm your. You just you walk around and say, oh, I know my credit is shot. Is I have been that person as well. Oh, I know my credit is bad. Okay, if your credit is bad, what would you do to fix it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you just accept the fact that it's bad? Because credit, to be honest, is more um, powerful than cash.
2: Mm.
1: Think about like, if I have credit, I can go out and borrow someone else's cash.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can leave my 20 grand sitting in the bank. Mm -hmm. you know get 50 grand from somebody else just based on credit you know so a lot of people say i don't want no loans i don't want any loans i don't want to have to (laughs) pay anybody back but if you're responsible enough if you can make these responsible decisions and have a thought-out plan it doesn't mean that every single time is going to work out um, the exact way that you want it when we flipped a house it did not by no means work the way that we exactly wanted it to work but Mm -hmm. it did work out yeah we had tons of hurdles
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it was all learning it was all based on okay we just have to continuously learn about this process but we were definitely in a position to say
0: based on my credit can you loan me three hundred mm-hmm. thousand
2: dollars
0: mm-hmm. so we, we talked about you talked about credit um for those if you if you can share some light on it those who said okay i got bad credit what would be the first step or the first three steps that one would take to say, okay, I want to start improving it.
1: Okay. So they already know that they have bad credit because they've checked it. Right. Yeah. Every year we all have access to get all three of our credit reports for free
0: and tell them how the, how, how would you do that? How would you access it? Um, I want to say, and I'll, I can send you this as well.
1: I want to say it's like annual, freecreditreport.com. Okay. I know the one that I use is creditchecktotal.com. Okay. Here's the thing. No one really wants to pay to monitor their credit, to be able to monitor their credit. Mm-hmm. I think I pay like $25 or $30 a month to continuously have access to my reports. Okay. That's a necessity for me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to be able to do that. So it's kind of a trade-off. Like what would I give up? I can spend $25 in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can find something for $25. You know, you, every time you go to Target, you leave out with a $100 bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just that mind frame. You start to change that mentality and that mind frame of like, what is important? Like, it's important to really keep up with your credit. It's important to keep up with your finances. So first of all, make sure you know what your credit is. Your credit might be shot because there's something on the erroneous. Did I say that word right? right? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It might be something wrong on your credit report. Mm-hmm. If it's wrong, you can definitely get that changed. Now, there are steps that you would need to go through. Um, I've personally gotten something removed off my credit once before, and I did it all by myself. It was a very long process, but there are people out there who can do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: make sure if you do find somebody, they're creditable, but there are people out there who do that. And once again, you know we have to pay for goods and services, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just always say I'm not paying for that.
0: Yeah, try to go for the free. Yeah, Actually, like, I'm it's paying. important. Sometimes <laughs> it takes a little money to make you know get to that place. Mm-hmm. If
1: you can go ahead and clean up my credit for a good two or three hundred dollars, and I know that I have three hundred dollars disposable, even if that means that I need to go and scratch out some of my frivolous spending for a few.
0: Or even save up a couple of months for it, you know. Even if it's debt, it's important enough to to save to to do it. Mm -hmm.
1: To say, okay, if I can get this removed, my credit my credit score would be up a hundred points
0: because you know that
1: you have something that you want to do, such as like buying a house. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're trying to buy another car, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you don't want this seven eight percent interest rate on this car or whatever. Because the thing is, when you buy a car, they really don't care what your credit uh, score is. They'll mm-hmm. just hit you with the, the interest, rate. interest
0: rate. higher interest rate,
1: You get hit mm-hmm. with a higher interest rate. So you can get it fixed. You can look at that stuff and you can start reporting it yourself. I would definitely mm-hmm. say do a little bit more research on that because the way you do start to report it from what I've read and I've listened to others in a ton of podcasts, um, you wouldn't necessarily want to go onto the website itself and start you know, saying, well, this is wrong, but you want to okay. make sure you're doing like certified mail. Because oh, okay. with certified mail, you have proof that they've received it. Once again, mm-hmm. certified mail costs a little bit more
2: mm-hmm. than just
1: sending something with regular postage. But you will have proof that they've received it. And the, uh, based on the credit laws, they have so many days to get back with you. And oh, okay. if they don't, it has to go like they have to remove it.
0: Oh, really? Okay. So just think okay.
1: about like okay, these people are sending in these letters and that they they have to then go find the proof. Mm-hmm. Right. They have to find the proof like okay, they said that I don't know, we have something out here for you for $700 and it really wasn't $700, it was 699. That's a discrepancy. Oh. Yeah, that is. $1 discrepancy.
0: Mhm.
1: be the thing that will allow you to be able to get that removed off
0: of your reports. Because yeah, and I know, we, I know we'll go down a, a rabbit hole here, so I'm not going to stay on it too long because a lot of people, you know, we have the student loan, you know, st- a lot of loans, especially if you're at the school, um, a lot of things that are out there that could be on our uh, credit reports. And it, it's, it's been become a common practice where people actually just buy your loans off. And so you're at one company, one month, you're at another company, you now you owe another company another month and they can shuffle your loans around. And I know that some people have gotten in, you know, they don't even know who is actually holding their loan anymore. And so it's like, by actually taking the time and like you said, going to these different um, people or institutions, they can actually track your loans. They can track, like you said, your, the things that are on your account and then contest it or say, okay, sure. y'all, y'all, you know, this person's bought the loan, they've increased the rate. And, you know, something, just because they do things they know is illegal, but if you're not checking them on it, then how do you know? You just paying okay. out money, and so you have people out there. You like you said, you will have to invest some money in it, but they'll catch them in their legal actions and then get those things expunged um, and get your credit um, improved. Um, but like I said, it's sad that we have to go through that sometimes. But that's just the the society and the the you know where we live in where we have to check. Everything is not going to be what it's supposed to be just because, you know, mm-hmm. we want it to be that way. Some things exactly. are not correct. Um, and think of it as a learning experience, experience too, right? Mm-hmm. You go through, you go through something one time.
1: And then as we say, you know, taking it back to kids. Now mm-hmm. here's something that you can teach your kids about.
2: Yes. You know, yes. First
1: being experience with it, it was an ugly process. So let's start keep teaching them at a younger age about credit. Not only mm-hmm. do you learn about money, but you also learn about credit
2: mm-hmm. and how
1: important it is and how the two really tie together at mm-hmm. some point. So let's just make sure we're on top of that. So, you know, what we learn, I really feel like we can pass down and we're we're old now, right? <laughs> I now understand that <laughs> I understand, like, oh, children are the future. I understand Mm -hmm. that quote so much better now because it's like, it's really up to them, but it's up to us to make sure we are giving them those tools that they need to be successful and to continuously pass it on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Like I said, it's it's, it's important to just pass on and thank you for passing on your experiences and and your knowledge to us. Because I, I know for me, as I said, when it comes to investments, I've always been rather anxious, but like you said, it's, it's, the anxiety, can, some of it can be taken away with education, just mm-hmm. taking the time to find out what's out there. What am I comfortable with doing? Um, and so, because like you said, investments, there a variety of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what would you leave for our audience? What are some things that you would like for them to understand or even just encourage them to learn more about when it comes to their finances, their household um, finances? Um,
1: I would definitely say a lot of this stuff stems with yourself. So be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. be honest, be intentional. Okay. And I what does intentional, what does intentional look like? Be intentional, meaning, um, like you're, you're not just going to say I'm, I'm going to do this budget and then it's done. I'll probably never look at it again. I did the budget, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, what are you going, what do you intend to really um, capture with this budget? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to kind of go back and say, maybe I need to tweak some things? And it's okay. Like if it didn't work the first time, that's okay. Give yourself some grace and keep going. So just really having to be intentional with your, your budgeting, with your spending, uh, with your goals,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because most of the time when we're budgeting, it's probably because we have some type of goal in mind. And the goal doesn't have to be an elaborate vacation. It could literally just be my goal is to put a little bit more principle towards my house. You know, that's a very adult goal. It's not fun. It's not cute, but (laughs) it's a a goal, you know, so whatever your goal is, your goal doesn't have to be what you see on, you know, on the, the blogs and social media, you get to make your own goals as a household, you get to make your own goals. So be intentional about those things. And really, in order to do it, discipline is a very big one. Okay. You have to be disciplined. And I will be the first to admit that I struggle with being uh, disciplined when Mm -hmm. it comes down to some of my spending. But uh, like I mentioned the other day, I was going to pick up a bottle of wine. I was like, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Boom. I put it back on the shelf and that was $10 saved for my grocery spending. Mm -hmm. So, and I had an idea of what my grocery spending needed to be. And I knew that that was going to take me over top. Oh. So in that moment, it's like, okay, well, how many people in my house can drink this wine? Is it gonna mm-hmm. it's really just me? Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> not saying don't do things for yourself, do things mm-hmm. for yourself. We work hard,
2: mm-hmm. do
1: those things, but you don't have to do everything, maybe. So yes, yes. understand some of those things that you might want to sacrifice, but be honest, be intentional, and you definitely have to be disciplined. And, and like I mentioned, also giving yourself the grace. If you fall off that bandwagon, it's okay. Get back up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a new book, a new, a, a new software. I don't know if pretty makes you um, do things mm-hmm. better. You know, some people work out. If I have these cute clothes on, I'm going to work out better. <laughs> so whatever your thing is to help get you through this, mm-hmm. basically, you just, you know, do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so what would your prayer be for those who are trying to tackle their household budget, their household finances, and may be doing okay or actually just struggling at it? Um, my prayer would definitely be that,
1: first and foremost, that God gives them that sense of grace
2: mm-hmm. and
1: also that comfort, that comfort that things will be okay. hmm you know, if, if things are going okay, they might not be necessarily what you, um, envision right now. Mm-hmm. Take that, take that, uh, I'm sorry, take that to God, mm-hmm. let him know those desires and also let him know that you are working towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really feel like we can't just pray about something and say, all right, it's up there now, we mm-hmm. so you handle it. Right. Yeah. But show him that you're working and, and, um, that he will fulfill those desires and give you that, that sense of peace. Maybe finances is something that just stresses you out. Mm-hmm. You can't find peace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether you have a ton of finances or you don't. I feel yeah. like you have people in both situations to where you have an abundance of finances, but you're still stressed out over it. Mm-hmm. For what? Yeah. I'll take that away.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me find my sense of peace because everything is taken care of. Mm-hmm. It might not be, you know, every single time you get everything that you want, but really dig down into those things that you need. Like, what are mm-hmm. the necessities that you need to life? Focus on those things that are most valuable to you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and have faith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But as you said, faith without works is dead. <laughs> so we take the time to actually, is as, is. As, like you said, as we learn, you know, we take as we, we pray to God for that help, for that deliverance. But the help comes with us actually utilizing it, applying the things we lo- applying the things that we learn using that discipline that you speak of. and so thank you so very much for just sharing with us um, your your journey along with your wisdom and dealing with finances, the things that we can utilize on a daily basis, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis as often as we see fit to just make sure that we are comfortable with where we stand financially. Um, Thank you so very much. You have a blessed day. Thanks, Avis. We here at A-Spark Ministries trust that you were blessed by this episode of Embracing Abundant Life podcast. Take the opportunity to subscribe and share. I look forward to hearing from you, so contact me by emailing avis at asparkministries.com and send me your prayer requests, your questions, your impressions, or your topic ideas. If you'd like to find other inspirational material or devotionals or videos, visit asparkministries.com. Also, remember to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. We are here to ignite a spark that inspires. We pray
2: God's grace and wisdom walks you through this season.